Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Teaching time in the digital age, metric, work from their strengths, treatment of Discoculia, the debate over cuisinaire rods. This is our podcast for week 37 of 2019, and we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Coolier Services, to help us review the links of this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, I'm happy to be back. Thank you. Yeah, great. We have great links, um, and the first one, a very modern one, it is teaching time in the digital age. I can see the problem here. <laughs> I, can, I can just yes. sense the problem here. Well, this comes from Australia, but I'm Pretty sure the same goes for children in most modern countries, as uh, they use a lot of digital devices now. And that means it's concerning that the skill to tell time from an um, analog clock is um, a little bit declining. Uh, to be able to calculate time goes lost. People type it into their device and the device actually says that in half an hour or one and a half hour or three hours and a quarter you do this, that or the other and it starts beeping and you don't have to keep track of time yourself anymore. So people get more and more dependent on those digital devices. Also, when you look at the video here, um, you learn about how the children more and more find uh, their friends online and are very focused on how many likes and retweets or positive comments they right. get from strangers. Right. Now, we need to um, be realistic. We're not going to stop the time and we are in the digital age. Yes. But it's here, there's the illustration. But it is certainly a sign for parents to help their children also appreciate outdoors and do things in real life with their children and their children with other children to uh, get social skills. Now the ultimate sign here about uh, coming back on the, on the time uh, was the fact that exam rooms had to be equipped with digital clocks. Instead of the analog ones. As the student couldn't accurately calculate <laughs> how much time they had left for the exam anymore. Right. It is sad. I shouldn't laugh. This is sad. But it's a sign of the times. Okay. Well, our, uh, our next link is a cool math trick. That's actually something you should see, I think. Yeah, well, I, I uh, obviously did it myself. It's the coolest math trick ever. So here goes. You start with uh, 142,857 and you multiply it by one. Well, you get the same answer, okay? Write down your answer. Do the same and multiply it by 2, by 3, by 4, by 5, and by 6. Keep writing your answer each time. Now, what do you notice about the order of the digits in each answer? And I should not say what happens. Our listeners should experience it for themselves. So I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to uh, give it away. Uh, just try this for yourself. And you will be amazed. Okay. Well, <laughs> everybody pull out your calculators. and uh, Okay. The next link uh, says work from their strengths. 
Um, but shouldn't we focus on their weaknesses? Well, there's both sides of it. If you uh, only focus on their weakness, that is kind of the old way of working with children with learning disabilities. The new way is uh, really well explained in this article and it was from the Greater Good magazine. Now, according to the, the so-called labeling theory, when you label a student with a learning disability, what they say is that this creates a problem. As the students hold lower expectations for themselves and others hold lower expectations of them. And that might have a, a downward spiral as a result. So in turn, those students may live up to those low expectations. However, the research supporting this claim is a bit controversial. So although students with learning disabilities do tend to struggle with lower achievement and do hold negative beliefs about their academic abilities, some researchers point out that it's difficult to to kind of disentangle what was the chicken, what was the egg, what is causing these challenges. So it is all in the words you use to discuss their learning disability. Now, we firmly believe children should own their disability. Yeah. Know a lot about it. And not be shy talking about it with others. And including their teachers, obviously and um, advocate for themselves. Now, I have to say that this article presumes that the teachers and parents still have a fixed mindset. Okay. And this whole um, looking at things does not hold true for teachers and parents who have a growth mindset. Right. They've because already moved on. They see the diagnosis yeah. as a starting point right. to get the proper intervention going to tackle the problem. So uh, also, let's not forget the powerful word yet. They realize that the student does not understand or know a specific skill yet, but that you need to work on it to develop that skill so it's not all set in stone and you can you can do something about it so and i do not read a lot about that uh, approach in this uh, article but i have to say there are a lot of people uh, who have this uh, old-fashioned fixed mindset and and they react like that so yeah two sides of the same story again we're talking to Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com, and we're looking at the links provided on our website, DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. Now, the, the next link is interesting. It says, Treatment of DiscoCulia. Could you please tell us how to do that? Yeah, yeah. If you give me five <laughs> minutes, then we'll take care of that. <laughs> uh, well, yes. Um, this is uh, an article from the Attitude magazine, so ADD, Attitude. Okay. Uh, they have done a great job summarizing the ins and outs of dyscalculia. It's really a clear, easily readable article with good point-by-point -point information. They review academic interventions, the things you can do at home, and even accommodations at the workplace. Absolutely a great article to read. And I totally agree with them that you need to start 
removing obstacles to learning, like giving those students extra time for tests, provide frequent checks during their math work, because it's very disheartening if they do a whole page and then realize that everything was wrong. Um, also, <coughs> you can help them by listing the steps you need to do. Mm -hmm. um, keep an example problem on the, on the board and uh, use brightly colored and uncluttered reference card. I've seen a lot of reference cards that are pieces of art, fantastic, decorated, <laughs> <Too busy. laughs> but way too busy visually, so we don't need that. Um, ask those students to do less problems and use a calculator to check their answers. Now, if you take away all those um, obstacles to learning, then you uh, work out how to do an in-depth uh, intervention also. Okay. Well, that, uh, that brings us to our last link, which is related actually, because this talks about the, uh, the debate um, on the, uh, about the uh, Cuisinaire rods. How about that debate? Yeah, well, this continues to be a debate. We, I think we discussed it a few weeks ago. Uh, the fact that some people have problems with the colors and now people have trouble with the markings. And I'm going to repeat what I said earlier. Let me be clear. I work with the Cuisinaire rods every day. And I have done so for over a decade. And I find them highly effective. And also the students love them. Now, the larger point here is that it's never about the tool as a goal in itself. The tool is not the concept. It is about how you use the tool and how the students use it themselves. The hands-on learning is not demonstration by the teacher. It is what the student does with those manipulatives. So, when you do math, when you do uh, math problems with children, it sparks a conversation. And the Cuisinaire rods are just a support for them. So the multisensory learning helps them to illustrate the concept. So they can gradually, by doing that, develop an understanding and internalize the concept, because that is what you want. Good plan. Well, thank you, Dr. Schroeder, for your insights. We hope to see you again next week. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of DiscoCuliaservices.com. You can follow her on Twitter, on Facebook, on Pinterest, on Flipboard. And she runs five free webinars. And all the information about that is at webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. Now, Dr. Schroeder is on a mission to increase the number of DiscoCulia tutors. And for that, she has developed a online course for uh, teachers to become a DiscoCulia tutor. You can find all about that at DiscoCuliaTutor.org. DiscoCulia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoCuliaHead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for DiscoCulia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.